I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Central Stadium, an iconic sporting venue. As part of a major fundraising drive, My Stadium Seat is offering you the chance to place your name or the name of someone who loves GAA on a seat at the Field of Legends. Packages from €100 Euro include seat naming plaques, certs of authenticity, online biographies and open day tickets. Show your support. Visit MyStadiumSeat.com. Sample Stadium, where every name matters. Welcome to the Premier Review podcast today. I'm your host, Kevin Ryan, and I'm joined by Tipperary and Tarla Stars legend, Michael Cal for another one-on-one. So thanks a million for joining us today, Michael. We're going to go straight into today with some listeners' questions. So Jack Dan 2022, um, the best player that you've played with and against? These are all questions that came in from listeners on Instagram and all the social media. So that's a tricky one to start off with. The best player you played with and against? So wasn't Sean Smith anyway. <laughs> best player I played with and against um, oh, I suppose look I played with a lot of good players I suppose but um, I know I, it could be biased as well but I suppose Parik Parik Mayer has to be probably one of the best hurlers I ever played with to be honest like you know it's just it was more his consistency and his his attitude towards the game like you know and obviously, obviously he's a good friend of mine as well and that but like no one can just, just you know, that can dispute what the man did on the field and and off the field really as well. Like you know, he's he's a he's a real good guy off the field as well. Like you know, but he Jesus Park was a was a brilliant player. You know, you were always you went off the park outside you. You know, you went up the whole way through nearly together, like from minors into you know the Tipperary set of club mates as well. Like and you know, I suppose was that did that add to your I suppose experiences tip kind of being with such a good friend off the pitch as you said, like the whole way up. 
Yeah, huge, like, you know, it's from myself and Parik soldiering all the way from when we started out in Dorless Oak, you know. I remember, I think we played under 12. I think we could have played midfield together at under 12, back that distance uh, ago, like, you know, and all the way then from tip minors, 21s, all the way up to seniors, you know. And so we picked up some great guys along the way, like, you know, that bulk of that group that probably made up the the 10 years from 2010 to, you know, 20, 2020 and that there, you know, and some of them still going. Um, but Josh and Parik was, was one, of the, one of the greatest anyway that, that I would have played with. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, as a cornerback, really, during, I suppose, a golden era for Tipperary, you played against some good corner forwards. Anyone stick out then to answer the other the flip side of that question? Your toughest. Yeah. <laughs> I played on some good ones, all right. Yeah. There's actually only... Uh, Eddie Brennan there today. I suppose he'd be he'd be one of the the better ones, uh, the decent enough day on him in twenty ten. But you know he was he was obviously a, an excellent forward, you know. And I suppose the one I always say is Damien Hayes. <laughs> he gave me an awful time in two thousand ten when we played Galway. So it was just the the pace of the man, you know, pace and and strength and a lad that's willing to take you on. It's it's every cornerback's nightmare, I suppose. You want the fellow that that's going to stand beside you, but. And nowadays, you know, in the game nowadays, there's not too many of them going to just stand beside you and let them let you hurl them, you know. So, um, anyone was in, 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 in tip, I suppose, training session, anyone you know, you're you're having your internal games and you're, there's someone coming down to you saying, you know, bollocks, you know, or or sugar, I'm in for an L, tough, tough 40 yeah. minutes or whatever here. Yeah, there'll be a few, all right, you know. You, I suppose, look, the, the one thing I always said to myself, I, I always preferred to mark the best lad there. Like you know, it was the only way I was going to improve myself was even if you did get a height in certain days, you'd get to grips with it eventually, you know, and you, that's that's how you learn, like, you know. So uh I yeah sure looked there was a lot of lads. You could name out any amount of lads, sure. I suppose when I went in initially, sure, you know, you might be marking Kelly and sure you're only a young fella coming in like marking the the great legend old Kelly, like the likes of these lads or Larry then added something a little bit different, Larry Corbett, like you know he Larry could disappear. He could be beside you one minute, the next thing he'd disappear. And you, you'd think you'll have a hand on him and you don't. You know, he's just crafty. But there was lots of different skill sets there. You know, Bubbles the Wire, one of the most recent ones. Then, like, he could sell you a sidestep and put you out in the next county, like, you know. <laughs> so, um, look, it, it was great to mark all those guys. Like, that's that's where you learn your trade. That's that's where you improve yourself, you know. So, um, Absolutely. And is there anyone there, like, you know, you're obviously still going with Tarlis Arceus now and finish with Tipe. Anyone on the, currently on the inter-county scene, maybe like a forward, you're saying, geez, I'd love a go, I'd love a go at him now, you know, for 60 minutes, just like maybe an Aaron Galan or someone like that. Yeah, I, I only ever got, I only ever got one run at Galan actually, and it uh, was, was in a league game, Jesus, it was probably one of the last years I played, it, was, it could have been 2018, I'd say, but um, he came over to me before the throw-in. It was before he probably left his mark now for three or four All-Irelands. Like, he hadn't really started off, but uh, he came over and he actually went over on his ankle before the game even started. So, <laughs> I don't know, did he go over on my boot or, or on something else? So I didn't even get a chance to, to, to hurl him in, in the end, like, you know, but um, that, that was my only... You yeah. kept him scoreless. Yeah, kept him scoreless, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely, there's there's fours there and I'd love to have a go at him. You know that kind of way at the moment, but well, look, the legs, the legs wouldn't allow for it nowadays. I'd say, but uh, ten years ago now, it might be, might have been a different story. Yeah. <laughs> and then just another another question. So John John Ryan, Ryan there yeah. asked, thoughts 
thoughts on playing Gaelic football again this year? Sars, you know, you had a great year with, uh, I think it's County Junior A champions in the end and yeah, a, a nice win yeah. in Munster as well. So thoughts, yeah, on, thoughts look, on, on playing Gaelic? Yeah, look, it was, it was, it was brilliant, really. Uh, it was a lovely way to end the year because... I suppose I, I struggled this year. I only actually ended up playing, I think it was a 10 minutes of, of club senior hurling this year in the end. And look, it's it's very disappointing, you know, when you're there and you believe you're still able, but the body doesn't, you know, when your knees or whatever else don't don't allow you to, to do it. It's, it's disappointing, you know. I, I actually thought I wouldn't get to play anything, but uh, I chanced a bit of football um, about a week after we got knocked out of the hurling and the knee seemed to hold up well and it just went from there and it was a real, the football, you know, it was just a, a more relaxed sort of environment. It was, it was brilliant really and you were playing with guys, guys I suppose you wouldn't normally be be hanging around with or, or playing with, I suppose when you're playing club senior hurling it's kind of the same group more or less every year, you know. But um, it, was just, it, was, it was just lovely, yeah, it was a different, more relaxed atmosphere and, you know, nothing too serious but sure, at the end of the day, then we went on and won a county final, which obviously that's brilliant, like you know. So, um, and 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 the lads, in fairness, and we, we got to a monster semi final and we came up against uh proper football teams, I suppose, when you're, when you're going playing the likes of Cork and Kerry, <laughs> but um, but uh, we were fairly humble that day, but uh, no, it was a great, great experience. Geez, I wouldn't hand it back, I, I just thought it was, I thought it was great, yeah. It's a nice release from the hurling, you know, it's it's not yeah, half it's as, something, as it's serious as yeah, more more common maybe teams going out of the hurling just the way the season's yeah. kind of scheduled now and maybe having a go at the football kind of thing. Like, you know, exactly, so different clubs exactly, maybe yeah. different years, I'm sure. It wasn't the first thing on your minds when you were going back in in July and August. One final yes. question we'd, yeah. we'd have here is again, again, it's from KB462. So a big shout out to KB, if that's a, whoever that is. Uh, what win meant the, meant the most to you? So I suppose that could be club or county or, or inter-county or... I was thinking this one that I would come on today. Yeah. Um, I suppose, look, you have to, I suppose, inter-county, the, the pinnacle is, is your All-Irelands, like, you know, so I suppose, look, sure, 2010 and 16, obviously, were the, the two big years for us, like, you know, and um, I suppose 10, you know, after the disappointment in 09, um, I was I was on the panel, but it was the extended panel. I actually spent most of that year injured. The first that was the first year I came in, two thousand nine. So I actually was I was only on the extended panel the same day. So, but um, but yeah, just to get over the line in twenty ten, I suppose, and and get that kind of, you know, get 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 on the horse and get things going. Like you know, it was great. I suppose. That was Kenny a real breakthrough really um, break year for you personally, wasn't it? Twenty ten. It was, yeah. Look, I, 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 I've had a sort of an injury hampered career for for a lot of it, but like, I suppose ten and sixteen were actually two years that I, I, I was injury free, and I said, oh, I said to myself, if I could be injury free forever, I would have never had a an issue, you know. Mark you think we'd have or, a few more All Irelands if you were injury well, free. That's well, <laughs> you, you never know. I suppose we let a few slip through our fingers, but uh, but yeah, that was kind of my breakthrough year, twenty ten, um. Myself and I suppose a lot of our group kind of came that year and, you know, it, it probably set us up for years after. Look, we had lots of disappointments as well, obviously, you know, um, staying the obvious. But um, yeah, 10 and 16 were, they were brilliant years uh, in terms and of... getting over the line in, in both of those in 2010 and 2016, I suppose in many ways they straddle different kind of years in terms of hurling. Like, you know, you're going from 2010, which was maybe kind of like seen as an all-out war, in the 2016, which kind of seemed more tactical. And I suppose your playing yeah. career straddles the two years. 
what were the main differences I suppose that you see in the in the games or in the in the in in the preparation or anything kind of like that jumps out as you're saying yeah geez that we would never would have got away with that in 2010 maybe or yeah yeah um it's funny yeah the game like it seems to be changing every every couple of years now like you know so like 2010 it was as you said it was a battle it was kind of end to end hurling it was it was fierce exciting and and i suppose on behalf of the supporters and that you know because Every ball was get the ball and lent to the field with the ball. It was it was, it was route one, you know, and um, it was kind of battle of the titans. So whoever could win that first ball, you know, um, I suppose Eamon O'Shea kind of transformed us a little bit that year as well. He he had the forwards playing with a little bit more freedom, and you can see it in the passing that day. I think it was maybe the pass that Noel gave for for Larry's goal uh, in twenty ten. Like that was a real kind of a that was kind of I suppose it was a real training training field effort, you know, Eamon O'Shea had, had coached the boys into use of their space and, you know, Larry, like I said before, Larry could be beside you, but next thing he'll find space somewhere, you know, he, that's, he was gifted at the, the likes of that, so I suppose that started off that kind of a, that type of hurling and, and, and the lads carried it on. 2016, I suppose, um, yeah, six, six years after that again, like, you know, so the game changed slightly, I suppose, and there was a change in personnel and that. Um, but um, look, sure, I suppose there was still a fair bit of end to end, but it was gone a little bit more ta- tactical, I suppose, in 2016. You know, it, it was probably it was a great year, really, because I think we won the Munster final as well the same year. And from what I remember, like a lot of we we won a lot of monster finals, and and we didn't perform well after winning those monster finals in in years previous. If you get me, um, we would have lost say all Ireland's or all Ireland semi finals, and I used kind of put it down to maybe the long layoff between a monster final at that time, and maybe your next game. So um, yeah, so yeah, sure there, there the two years yeah, anyway. Yeah. Like that's interesting now about the long layoff. So you know, did you try and kind of like account that? Could you get to the same intensity in training matches, or just something you was kind of just played on your heads the whole time that had to be dealt yeah, with? Yeah, I always found it was very hard to keep that intensity in in a training environment. You know, like they always spoke about Kilkenny and Kilkenny. In fairness, they had you know an era of players where they nearly had. As as people were saying, there was ten thousand going down watching their training their training sessions to see those fifteen and fifteens. You know, like we we had a good thirty, but it was very hard to get to that intensity as you'll meet on championship every day. You know, if say if you had five or six weeks of a layoff, you know, I felt we just kind of it nearly petered out by the time you you got to it in those years. By the time you actually got to playing championship again after winning a monster final, you know. Um, like 2010 was a key example of that. You know, we were hammered the first day by maybe 10 points against Cork and we went through the backdoor system and it actually benefited us. So we got on that bit of a roll of momentum and that's, I feel that's what won it for us really in 2010 was the, just that bit of a roll we got on and I think the Galway game was was key to us getting over the line, to be honest. Um, it was kind of one of those games you pull it out of the fire and that gives the team huge, you know, a huge great going into that final game against Kilkenny like you know um, yeah 2016 I suppose slightly different we, I suppose we kind of managed it a bit better in that but everything seemed to go right in 2016 you know we, we were just we won every game more or less you know yeah you know, I suppose that's when, when that particular tip team was again at its peak and there was talks maybe you know great rivalry at that stage with Galway maybe you know the tip again yeah. 
didn't didn't follow it up. Do you think maybe just kind of picking up on something you said with difficulties indeed and with you know like the the long delay between like maybe winning a monster, but again, can you put your finger on anything why Tip might be able to at the moment kind of back up All Ireland, be it 2019, 2016, 2010? Like you know, you've been involved in a couple yeah. there. Just just drop off a little bit, or is it just kind of bad luck? It's yeah, it's it's hard to know. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose we look. We were we were probably unlucky. Twenty ten, we kind of. I suppose with a change in management, you know, we would have we would have been going well. I suppose in twenty ten, and it was probably a bit of a bit of a letdown for the lads when 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 the setup changed a little for them, you know. Um, and I suppose it in terms of that kind of a thing, lads are getting used to a new setup. They're getting used to new training, new training methods. It kind of throws throws you off a little bit. Um, like sometimes it, it can work the opposite, you know. A, a new manager coming in can actually boost the whole thing. But like when you're coming from the highs of 2010, and you feel you're on top of the world, and we're we're just after breaking in, after just after winning our first All Ireland, you know, the 2011 I suppose was a was a key year where we could have probably won an All Ireland, you know, the year after. But yeah, sure, small things go against you, and it's hard to keep that intensity then, like you know, so. Um, I suppose it's not always going to be playing sailing, you know, and different yeah, things that, can happen, and lads can come and go, and this and that, you know. So, yeah, your own we, injuries then, like you know, just to kind of pick up on yeah. that as well. It said, like you know, you're you were there for the for the big days in 2010 and 2016. Yeah. Was that maybe frustrating seeing teams maybe or part of panels and not being, you know, not not being able to kind of contribute on the field, like or you know, kind of yeah, yeah, hugely, <laughs> hugely frustrating. Yeah, look. I suppose you ask any player about injury. Look, it's it's devastating at the time, but especially when you feel you can make a difference and you know if you're injury free. I always felt if I was injury free, I could play. Um, you know, and um, I had no fear about marking anyone. You know, on the field to play, like I, the bigger the better player for me, like you know. But it was just the injuries really did kind of, I suppose, set me back a lot of years. Um. Like I, I'd waffle difficulties between hamstrings and everything else. I was constantly tearing hamstrings and this and that, you know. And um, what do you think that's down to, Mickey? And you know, I've, I've, um, I'm kind of like I'm, a, I'm thinking about Roy Keane here, book or whatever, and he's saying, you know, he, he, if he was kind of half fit, he'd play. And he's looking at Rude Van Nistelrooy, maybe like you know, and he, he had a sore whatever, and he wouldn't play an FA Cup semi final. Yeah. You know, Rude was playing when he's thirty nine or that. Like, do you think, you know, what, what do you think that is? With your kind of injury record, or like, do you think? Look, I suppose a lot of it. I know record. You can say recovery, and that recovery, I suppose, look is a, is a huge element, and even more so nowadays. Like the intensity of what lads are at nowadays. Like the tip boy is probably at the moment training six nights a week, but these same lads going off to a job, like after doing it, or traveling back to Cork or Dublin, maybe at half nine ten o'clock at night you know like they're not getting that proper recovery in to be able to sustain what they're at you know so inevitably it comes down to the tracks that you're going to have fatigue and you're going to get injured you know that kind of way so there was a, I suppose there was a, a big element to that in it and then look you had the whole it's probably there's a big probably genetic maybe element in it then as well when you come to kind of the, the more long-term injuries and that so like I've had a cruise ship but I know a lot of fellas who've done two or three cruises, you know, that kind of way. Um, 
and a lot of people in their family would have done it. So look, there's a lot of factors to it. And then you have, look, as we said, the training load, the speed of the game as well has gone through the roof in the space of 10 years, you know. Um, now they're doing more strength and conditioning nowadays and that as well. But like, I suppose if you add in all those factors, I suppose that's, that's a lot of it, like, you know. And there was a lot less known as well. I think if I was back, if I knew what I know now, 10 years ago, I don't think I'd be injured. I, I'd have been injured half as much because now you have activation for maybe 40 minutes before a game, before you go out training. You know, you have injury prevention programs, this and that. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We didn't have that back then. Like, I, the first gym session we, I probably ever did properly with a team was 2009. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Was, that was my first, first year in. Whereas young lads nowadays, like they're prepping them from 14. You look at that group probably that came through Limerick at the moment they were prepped 10 years ago for where they are now and look at look at them like you know they're you and know, like, I just want to pick up on that you you were playing when you were uh, club senior hurling when you were 17 and we might get yeah. into that debate in a while or where you stand on it but like just just on on the whole kind of strength and condition do you think that there's a, a part to play at that that you know we've a lot of kind of like younger listeners or whatever maybe kind of 15 16 do you think they should be doing all the activation work or is that something maybe when they're 2021 20, they should start it up or or what's the i suppose your main advice there to be honest i think i think the way limerick went about it was the right thing to be doing look young lads they need to be learning learning the, the trade not necessarily they don't have to be pushing massive weights but they need to be getting in their technique getting all all that stuff in I suppose from about 14 years of age just getting used to the activation getting used to technique and getting their mobility perfect and that kind of thing if they have plans on playing that you know, that the game at a high level especially the fact every county is doing it now so if you don't do it you will get left behind you know that's that's kind of the big the big the big thing with it I suppose a lot of people a lot of parents a lot of a lot of older people kind of fear it they they fear that that whole strength and conditioning is merely like what they don't need they're too young now to be doing weights and this and that it's actually been proven the quite the opposite actually like you know it's it's beneficial for the young fellas but that's you know they need to be taken through it is the, the thing I suppose they need to be coached right you know they need to learn the basics very well um, but yeah. that's you know that's I suppose look it's a whole debate that goes on I suppose isn't it? You know? and and look at a tip do you think tip then are in a good place for that at the moment obviously having teamed up with Satanta College I suppose to with a particular focus for the underage setup 
Yeah, look, uh, I suppose we've probably we've probably been forced into it. I think I think our group and the success, I suppose, or well, if you could say a success, but the success, I suppose, that that our group and the boys went in the last All Ireland in twenty nineteen, it kind of it maybe glossed over the fact that we 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 still needed to be doing that stuff and we weren't doing it um with the early age groups, you know, like down in Limerick. I suppose because they weren't as successful as we were in in that ten year period, they were putting in the work from with that group maybe at fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, all the way up along. Whereas we were kind of just we had our yeah we had our age groups and you'd have your thirty players um, that whoever makes us you know the best hurlers make it generally. But then you've all these guys who fall through the net. So like yeah, this. Yeah, we're probably late to the party at the moment with it, you know, and that's, you know, it could take a while for us to see the fruits of, of something like that come true because it doesn't happen overnight, you know. But I'd say, look, we're, we're, we're becoming more proactive on it. Um, It's good to have Satanta or someone overseeing it, but, like, it could have been done, and it was suggested a good few times probably, you know, like Parik mentioned uh, the time Lucas was there in 2016, you know, like, Lucas had great intentions if given the role of putting that sort of a setup in place, you know, and he didn't. It seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah, missed opportunity really is when you look at it now because now now there's a big rush, you know, yeah. whereas they could have maybe six years of work under their belt, you know, at this stage if it did happen. But look, that's look, that's whatever happens there happens. But And you'd wonder, like, you'd seen a piercing the club in Limerick, you know, they're advertising for like a, whatever, like a strength and condition coach yeah. or a, a, a coaching coaching officer, like, you know, for them. So yeah. do you think now just to kind of maybe move it on a bit from tip, like you're obviously from Tardis Arches, are we in, getting into the era of like almost the super club now with, with uh, you know, and, and that like being more kind of urban focused kind of GA or do you think it's just a, a blip maybe what's, hap- what, what's happening, I suppose, kind of late, lately with, I suppose, more urban clubs kind of having good championship success yeah um it is funny i suppose yeah look look i suppose look at bally gunner bally gunner were in tarlis yesterday and um you know they, they they just they look outstanding like uh for that monster final there or yes it was yesterday yeah they looked yeah. outstanding for the monster final you know but all the talk is look, they have, a, they have a great structure in place. They have psychologists involved with them. They have they had a massive backroom team last year. Someone said the exact number of what they had involved. It was just it was crazy. Like, but like to have that, you need, I suppose, funding or you need money on your side too. Like, and it's very hard to reach that if you don't have the funding. And I suppose you ha- you get that with the inter-county thing as well. Like, it's no secret. Like, Limerick have the funding to be able to put in place those structures too, you know. Money doesn't grow on trees, as they say. Like, so, yeah, but you know, you know even like, more and more clubs doing analysis now. Like, you probably would have seen at inter county yeah. level a decade ago, kind of thing. And you know, it, it's it is as you said, it's it's cost like even to run a club set up these days is costing mm-hmm. a lot of money. And maybe that does all favor the urban clubs as well as the bit of the numbers game where you yeah. have more players coming through. It, it does, yeah, it does, I suppose. Um. Look, Bally Gunner are just an outstanding outfit as well. Like they're top class players, there's no denying it. And the same with Napierce, like you know. But I suppose, look, will they will they continue it, or is it just like you said, is it just a blip or a, a kind of an era of, you know, they just got that bulk of players at the time, and 
will it come full circle again? Will other clubs rise to the top? We don't know, I suppose, you know. But um, yeah, they've they've set a fair standard, you know. I think I think look, a lot of it just seeps straight down from inter county. Like club teams are it's become a lot more serious and a lot more labour intensive even to play a club hurling at the moment. I know ourselves even like like it's you know, you're training even there's you're going into the gym now as a collective unit instead of say you're giving your program and right go away and do it there, you know, twice this week, let's you know, it's every, everything is meeting up and everything is working as a collective unit and that kind of thing. And there's more man hours involved. I'm just wondering are they getting away from the enjoyment side of it? You know, I I know myself the last two years we trained very hard. It was it was so hard that it was hard to enjoy. <laughs> that yeah. kind of way. You know and it's, and, it's and it was enjoyable if you're winning. But if exactly, you're not exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and everything is enjoyable when you're winning. But when you're not winning, it's a different story and it's hard to keep that buzz there. I think I think Killer One were a great example this year. Um, you know, and it was I, I was actually delighted for them to, to win their county final, you know, after the year that transpired in that. But um I just thought maybe they enjoyed their season a bit more. You know, maybe they, maybe they, not that they, they weren't training or anything like that. They were obviously training very hard as well. But I, it just felt to me that they were probably enjoying it that bit more, you know, maybe than even I know the Killalangan boys, I worked up there maybe all year long and they trained hard. They probably trained the hardest out of all the teams in Tipperary this year and they didn't get their just desserts for whatever reason. But like, you you would argue. I kind of looked into it. I, I kind of look into it a bit, and I say to myself, maybe just the killer one lads were just a little bit freer, enjoying the hurl a little bit more, a little bit freer, not uptight about it. You know, sometimes that can work for you. I think you know. So I'd be a big fan of that side of it, like you know. Yeah, letting lads yeah. kind of go off and play. Yeah, let yeah start. let your hair down. Like without going to town, like but like you need to let your hair down as well. At the end of the day, it's an amateur game. We play it because we love it. We don't play it because it's a chore. You know, that kind of, we shouldn't, you know that. Yeah, so. and even, even like there's even a bigger debate, like, you know, you obviously see Kilmacud there today and like the dual players, even at club level now seem to be coming less and less. So definitely yeah. more demands being put on players and you'd wonder That's what in or where would it all end. How do, you, how, do you, how do you be a dual player nowadays? You know, it's, <laughs> because everyone wants, you know, their, or a piece of silver from you, so like he, it's, it's nearly near impossible, yeah. like you know, unless you're very understanding management and, and everything else, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting one, yeah, definitely. And like you know, if you if you throw in maybe two or three training sessions a week and maybe a video session before a game, so it's that's just a, the um, the, the commitment on, on your time is, is, is definitely something maybe just to kind of you, you mentioned yeah. it kind of already but the, the health of the Tipperary Championship or otherwise you now we obviously have a lot of previous winners it could have been said it was probably dominated by SARS you know early on in the decade now but it looks that it's a lot more level playing field now do you think that's a kind of a, a good thing like the, would you you know do you think that maybe a club needs to be winning a few counties maybe to be pushing on making a mark in Munster or um, yeah it's hard to know. It's hard to know. Is it a good a sign that the championship is good or what it is? I, I, I don't really know. But there's been is it the last five or six years has been a different winner every year. It's great. Yeah. It's great that it's sharing it around. But like, is it being reflected at inter county level? I don't know. Like last year was a tough year, as we as we all know, you know. And um, 
I don't know how good our championship is, to be honest. You know, when you, when you see Killer One playing Bally Gunner, but then, as you said, Bally Gunner are a superpower. You know, how good really are, 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 are we or are our club teams then as well? Uh, within it's 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 hard to know. It's hard to know. You think we've sixteen seniors? Do you think we've honest? You know, with a lot of lot of debate on Premier Intermediate and Senior B. Do you think we've kind of sixteen senior? Do you think that structure now is the right structure with sixteen, or do you think even we should go like a carry and have eight teams kind of or or, or anything yeah. like that? Do you think sixteen is about right? Yeah, I think they're getting there. I think I definitely think our championship is even, and I and I thought the inter the. I thought the Premier Intermediate was, I thought it was a brilliant idea, to be honest. Um, I know a lot Pardon of teams me. don't want don't want to lose this senior title and this and that, but to be honest, you know, if you want your senior, your senior title, you know, you should be good enough to play in that top 16. That's fine. Okay. I think if you can compete and you can win that Premier Intermediate, you get a chance like Ross Gray did there, like they were on a huge, massive buzz and they were, they were unlucky Today they, they just lost out, you know. But like the the lift that that gave Ross Gray, Ross Gray probably hadn't seen something like that in years. And some of those guys probably never thought they'd win a county medal, you know. Let alone play in Munster, you know. If you stay at senior two or senior B or whatever, you don't get that opportunity. So I think I think it's a huge and a stepping stone for Ross Gray then to go back into senior championship next year and perform. Do you know, um, I think they're 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 a great idea. But I thought I thought. In terms of evenness, I think senior at 16, uh, the 16 teams were fairly competitive. Like, um, you know, you, there was probably a lot of upsets and, and, and different things on different days in, in, in all the games. So, yeah, I, I think the structure is fairly right at the moment. Um, some people mightn't agree, but I thought it was very yeah. good at it, yeah. And yeah. just, I suppose, you're on for, I suppose, for tipping yourself for 2023 and beyond. Porik Mar obviously gone in with Tip now, new set up, Lee and Callan as manager. Yeah. Is there something you'd like to do in the future, maybe get back involved with Tip, or can you see yourself going into management at club level or, you know, coaching a team? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not tapping I'm you up for St. Mary's here I'm now I'm for 2023, <laughs> yes, but uh, I'm, often asked this, I'm often asked this by lads within the club. <laughs> 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 but, um, at the moment, um, at the moment, just in terms of time wise, I, I kind of don't. I I suppose I turned it down up to now because I was kind of playing and that, as well as that. I, I probably I have a a little a little fella who's four, so it's kind of a time commitment thing as well. I suppose. But uh, down the line, down the line, obviously, yeah, probably I probably get involved with teams. To what level, I don't know. Um, whether I'd like to coach or manage, I'm I'm not really sure. Um, from that point of view, but yeah, it, it could be on the cards maybe down the line. I don't know if, if you get me acting it or it. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, no, so it, it is nice though. It is nice, I suppose. Look, it's nice to give back. So, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people give up their time for the likes of myself, the likes of Park, any of those guys playing with Tip. You know, you you have soldiers within within clubs that you know that put in the work for you. So. Really, I suppose we should be giving back, you know, to the club, and and yeah, so sure, that's that's what you'd like to do in some way or, or form, you know. So yeah, absolutely. Just maybe to kind of finish off, and the the, the only question I've down there to build on that would be your biggest influence. Like, is anyone kind of person stands out, or maybe a few people mentors either at club or county level? You mentioned Damon O'Shea as well. 
won't thank him for all those nippy corner forwards you were marking, maybe. But oh, I won't be thanking him as no one. <laughs> Bring more Larry Corbett's and let's run all over the place. <laughs> exactly what we need. I uh, know. Look, um, I've look. I've been lucky to play under lots of different coaches and managements, and I suppose that's that's where you learn your trade. I suppose is is you know what you get taught as a young person and. You know, from as young as Dorla Sog, you had great coaches there bringing you up along, teaching you the basics. And I suppose with Dorla Sog, it gave us a great, a great gra- grasp of the basics. You know, and I, I think that stood to our group. I suppose we were like Tipperary, in you know, in a sort of a way, in that our group of players that probably came up with myself and Park, there was Michael Cleese and there was Pat Burke. We probably formed the bulk of that senior team for the last 10 years. We're all coming to the end now, unfortunately, but like, like tip, we kind of formed our, our I suppose that we were I, from, from our group, I'd say a good shot of players came off the one team actually that came up along and that all came through Doris Oak and their, their tutelage uh, underage, you know? So like, the work that any of those guys put in, like, like you could mention lots of lads. Like uh, you probably, I don't know, do you know, but Paddy Moore, he's he's a name synonymous there with uh, Dora Sog. He's actually with that 15 team there at the moment. Like Paddy was great, great absolutely, team. Great. absolutely outstanding. You know, like you know, he'd drive you on. Like we won, I think, two sixteen, two under sixteens under him. I think he was with us for twenty ones as well, and he's still going. And he's seventy something years of age, and. My my little fella started hurling, I suppose, there a couple of months ago, and I was talking to Paddy. Paddy arrived down out of nowhere, and uh, he was outside defence at one stage. And I was talking. The next thing I turned around, I looked back. He was gone in. <laughs> he was inside with the young fellas, and he he, he had the four and five year olds uh, do battling for ball between. <laughs> you know, mm. none of the basics with him. He just straight in and throwing in a ball between two of them and getting them to bat for it. So like lads like that, like Jesus, you know, yeah. like. They're invaluable, like you know that kind of way, and that's where I would learn my trade from loads of lads like that. And obviously, with with yeah, tip luxury, you just get brought to a new level, like you know the likes of Sheedy and Eamon O'Shea and lots of different guys. You you could start naming them for the day, like college hurling. That was that's probably where I developed an awful lot as well in college hurling. Um, I suppose Paul O'Connor there, um. He he passed away when when we were in college, but Jesus, he was he was a he was a brilliant, just a brilliant person as well, you know that kind of way. Um, and I suppose guys like that really, they probably drive you on, you know that kind of way. Um, yeah, real so, love for the game, probably. Just, just yeah, and yeah. yeah, just people that that live and breathe it, you know that kind of way, and mm-hmm. just and just know the game, they know the game, you know, and um, they make it make it easier for you, I suppose, you know. So um, yeah, reduce all those lads. <laughs> Oh, great to hear, and great to hear you'll be sending out the text now for the Dallas Hog under fives next year now when you get stuck into it. So that, that'll be yeah, your first yeah, little jeering appointment. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mickey, honestly, uh, t- thanks a million for that. Some 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 great stuff there. Well done. I, yeah. Are you too young to be called a legend at this stage yet? Yeah, now, or is, <laughs> you know? I don't know what I don't know what crippled crippled more. legend. It's Irish legend. So, uh, <laughs> fair play. Right. Thanks a minute. Oh, 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 thank you.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.